What is up and welcome to another edition of the All Basketball Podcast. And once again, I'm your host, Morris Dixon. Coming to you on August 11th. It's been a little while and this will be a, another volume of just my thoughts. Uh, been a lot going on as far as off-the-court stuff as far as basketball. Free agency at the end of June. Um, trades and uh, other headline-making news. Um, the unfortunate passing of legend, Hall of Famer Bill Russell right at the end of last month. Um, my heart goes out to those who were close to him and um, didn't see him play, but know he went through a lot, a lot, know he accomplished a lot, and I'll get into what, um, get into talking about him a little more later, but just want to go over some stuff, just things that have happened in the NBA, um, give you my thoughts on free agent signings, trades, some of the major trades went down, trade requests that are out there, uh, just something to talk about and first of all remember to subscribe to the all basketball podcast wherever you listen spotify google apple uh youtube it's a simple search appreciate your support appreciate everybody also who checked out the finals recap we had a nice full panel on here got into some interesting discussions and debates um, as always but thank you all once again for supporting and um, fixing your ears towards this platform this podcast but um, get to some of this stuff that's been happening in the, in the NBA offseason which is always interesting, interesting time um, so I guess the biggest thing bigger than really any signings was that Kevin Durant requested a trade. He requested it during the free agency period. I want to say a day after Kyrie Irving opted into his final season and Durant said he wanted to be traded. Um, it was word it was word out there that I want to go to either Miami or Phoenix. But stuff gets in the way with the whole Ben Simmons contract and as long as Ben Simmons is on this on his team say for instance he can't they can't trade for Bam Adebayo um, in Miami or say even Devin Booker in Phoenix so yeah stipulations there that got in the way um, and since then nothing happened um, and Durant didn't say why but then not too a few days ago, he reiterated those requests when he met with owner Joe Sy. And but this time he put some <laughs> he put some off behind it, um put something specific to it. And he said, I still want to be traded. It's either me or Steve Nash and Sean Marks. So <laughs> uh I guess I guess the Nets are on the clock. It is a players' league. Uh, 
it's kind of always been, but doesn't look good for players to be requesting a trade after signing. I mean, Durant still has, I think, four years on this deal. If not three, he just re-upped the contract, and now he's won, won the trade. And it, it, it may it may happen. Uh, but we'll see what Joe Sy and whoever else he's um, collaborating with, if he makes a decision to grant Durant's wishes. Um, the Nets don't have a bad team. They made some moves to bring people back. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we get from Ben Simmons. I mean, it's, it, hopefully his back is right. Um, but his mind has to be right. I know he, he didn't like what was said about him in Philadelphia, but at some point you hope for hoping he'll bounce back or overcome that and show that he still has something to give to the game of basketball and be a effective player, not a shook player, as I like to say a lot. Uh, you definitely can't see that. You definitely can't have Trey Young under the basket, not done the basketball. Simple as that, but uh, it's not much out there right now, only speculation, rumors. Durant hasn't denied this as of this moment. Um, so I don't know if, but he, he wanted Steve Nash. Um, obviously Sean Marks is already there when they agreed to come there. So and I think Sean Marks has done well by Durant Irving, those guys um, built a solid team around him, supporting cast. Um, yeah, they may have lacked some size and had to give up. They definitely gave up some key pieces getting hardened in that kind of backfire, but you do get Ben Simmons. He has size, he has defense, he has vision, um, and he's, I mean, he can push the ball quickly up the court, find open guys, find shooters. So they have shooters around Seth Curry, Joe Harris, but for some reason hasn't come out yet. Durant wants to trade. Maybe it's just something how those guys maybe marks and them operate or the relationship has gone bad and Durant wants out or want, want, wants them out. Um, I know Nash was getting criticized a lot for just being out coaching that Boston series. Um, they're the only, they were the only team, the Nets were the only team to get swept in the postseason, only team you know, to not win a game and um, play those guys heavy minutes and I still don't get the what he what the deal was with having Durant bring the ball up so much and playing so much point guard. I just didn't didn't get that. I mean, he's not he's not LeBron James. It's not really his natural position. You want to get him in good spots on the floor where he can get those easy mid range shots and create sometimes. But let a score be a score. But. Uh, I can see a reason for, for Nash going, just not having experience, but Mark seems like he knows what he's doing, but maybe he's maybe he's viewed like a, I go back in the past, like Jerry Krause. I mean, Scottie Pippen hated him. I just finished that book unguarded. I mean, didn't have too many good things to say about Krause. So he, he did thank him for drafting him. And, uh, and then Jordan kind of didn't feel, wasn't too, how do you put it? Wasn't too fond of Krause either. Um, but Jerry Reinsdorf kept him there and it all worked out. Six championships in eight years. 
Jordan ends up 6-0 in the finals. Um, and his tenure with the Bulls ended in historic storybook fashion. Um, game winning shot to win it all, to win that sixth title. So they didn't get along with Krauss, but he made the right moves. Ku coached the right supporting players. Uh, getting the right useful big men in there, the right pieces around Jordan. And then those guys, Jordan motivating those guys to come up. I mean, Horace Grant to improve, get tougher, mentally stronger. Pippen the same, Pippen to improve. Uh, and then role players just doing their job. Steve Kerr making shots, John Paxson making shots. Kukoc coming off the bench. Dennis Rodman filling that role that Horace Grant used to hold and then getting three more titles. So, I mean, they, it can be looked at like that. Durant can look at it like that or, or he can just um, see what happens. And I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. And if it does happen, I'll definitely be back on this platform to <laughs> get my thoughts on where he ends up or what changes they may make in the organization. But, the other move out there was what seemed like a pretty. It was um, it was reasonable. It was Durant going to Boston for Jalen Brown, some bench players. Maybe maybe Grant Williams is in there, Derek White, uh, some picks, and that got held up because the Nets wanted Marcus Smart as well, and I guess. Boston was like, well, no, we, we just, I guess they feel like they, we can't gun our whole team, but you are getting Durant. Now, unless you're giving up Tatum, then maybe you can keep some of those players, but that deal got nixed. Maybe they're still working on negotiating here and there, so it'll be, we'll see if um, that happens. Uh, maybe it won't be the best look as far as traffic for Durant. I mean, 3-1 down to go, lost 3-1 lead to Golden State and went to them in 2016. And then this past season, swept by Boston, go to that team, but at least this time, I guess it will be, it, it, will, it will be a trade. It won't be a free agent move to the, to the best, to an already uh, established, very good team great team. I mean, they won 73 games that season. But we'll see how the stuff with Durant plays out. Uh, another possible trade out there is we'll see if the Knicks can land Donovan Mitchell. That was that's another thing. They want to get him out of Utah since Utah has already gotten rid of Gobert. I'll get to that in a second. But um, add Mitchell bring in Mitchell to go alongside Jalen Brunson, who the Knicks did sign. Good signing. Uh, Brunson had a breakout playoff performance for the Mavs. I mean, towards the Jazz, pretty much. Um, helped the Mavs win a few games. People didn't think they would win because Luka was hurt. And so the Knicks want to bring him into the fold, and his dad played baseball there. I know he's He's from like, I think Westchester, some, he's, he's from the state of New York. So yes, ties there, um, it'd be a bigger market, probably more a better environment for him than Salt Lake City. So 
as far as that move that happens, I guess not a bad move. Um, pretty sure they'll, they'll definitely be a playoff team again. I just wonder will the will Thibodeau continue to work with? He hasn't worked the best with. I mean, it's his 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 best tenure was with with the Rose, obviously. But then he kind of ran him and those other guys to the ground. But he'll he'll have um, a nice one-two punch to work with. Um, people don't expect much defense, and he's a defensive coach. So if you get those guys, um, you won't have much defense in that in that area against other top top guard duos duos of wing players. But they do provide they do put pre- pressure on def- the other the opponent on the defense. So. And I mean, today in the NBA, I mean, you you got to have you, to be, to excel, to go far, pretty much you want to have good guard play, good wing play, because it's not a inside out game, it's a outside in game, or really a, <clears throat> the winner of a five on five three point contest most of the time, a good amount of time. So if they get, I mean that that will give them a, two, a good one-two punch. Um, like I said, not much defense, but shouldn't go wrong if, if if those guys jail. You get a good one-two punch. You put a lot of pressure on other teams, and you you can you can end up being one of the best eight teams in the conference easily. I mean, you can just look down the history of the of the league. I mean, other starting with some of the best one-two punches, Curry. Stephen Clay in Golden State. I mean, Dame and CJ at one time in Portland, they were always in the postseason. Tatum and Brown just reached the finals. Um, Butler and Lowry, they were they were close, even though they were a new, newly formed duo in a sense. Uh, but there, there are plenty of, I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard when they're healthy. Uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron when everyone, everything works out right they get far Devin Booker, Chris Paul I mean the, the, the list goes on so never really can argue against one two punch especially if it, especially if it works right you just want to get some type of winning foundation change the culture and that's, that's kind of what, what the Knicks need they need consistency there but they're they're so desperate. I mean, those guys are gonna have to deal with some serious pressure because this. I mean, the the city, organization, the fans are so desperate for some winning, which they should be. And then they, then with that comes the whole New York, New York state of mind, that superiority complex that comes across um, some of our brethren in, in that city that. <laughs> And I think it, the pressure from that, like, oh, the Knicks should be good, or every year it's always this pressure for the Knicks, or national pressure for the Knicks to be good. And they haven't won the championship since 1973. They really haven't been uh, consistent winners since Patrick Ewing was there. I mean, Carmelo got there and they had a little, a little run, but the best run I've seen born in 1980 was those 90s Knicks teams early 90s and then 
they hit lightning in a bottle and they ended that, that 99, short 1999 season, beat Miami with Sprewell and Allen Houston. Ewing got hurt, they had Canby, some other guys, Charlie Ward, and they, they made quite a run and went all the way to the finals and just lost to a better San Antonio team with, with Tim Duncan and David Robinson. But uh, but as but as far as moves, um, one of the bigger and surprising moves was the Rudy Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. And Minnesota gave up so much. I mean, you're probably aware about it. I'm not gonna go through all of it, but I mean a number of players from Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, one of the wing player, I know they end up drafting Walker Kessler he he went some other picks went I mean it was I mean it, it was quite a haul for Gobert who good defensive player multiple I mean what at least three-time defensive player of the year but uh, I mean he, he has some serious flaws I mean when it when it comes to closing times and games teams like to go small they're stretching you out everybody's on the perimeter I mean, he's giving up threes from the corner. He's rotating bad. He's, he's sucking into the paint too much as opposed to standing at the three-point line. And that's how that team got got burned. And they pretty much kind of underachieved when they were expected to do, to do some serious damage in the playoffs when you had Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich, and then Conley. They had some... A, a, a solid team. I, I never thought they were serious finals contenders. I think a lot of people thought they were. I thought they'd be a good team. And I mean, they did that in that 2020 season when they ended up in the bubble. They, no, I'm sorry. The following season, they were the 2020-21 season. They were, I think they ended up being a number one seed. And then, uh, yeah. And then pretty much lost to the Clippers without, uh, and Kawhi Leonard was hurt. And so it's like, I mean, they, they, they somewhat underachieved and now they're trying to blow it up. Um, like I said, Mitchell is probably gonna be um, traded out of there and Danny Ainge is in there now. Um, making moves from the GM spot or I don't know if he's president of basketball operations. I don't know if it's an official title, but he's trying to rebuild things and get draft picks. And he got he got a bunch with Colbert, um for Gobert. And I don't Minnesota um up and coming team really pushed Memphis last year. Like Anthony Air, which still got Car Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and you got Gobert. So I mean Size-wise, they're going to be. I mean, Gobert center. I guess they're moving Towns to the to the four, and he can stretch the floor. He he's he's excellent in making spot-up threes. Just got to play a little, play much, play better under. Just he just gets out of control sometimes. I mean, going to his right too too strongly, just being caught for offensive fouls is just like, do what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of seasoned, you kind of, you've been in the league since 2015. You should be, you can't just be going to the whole lot of control and 
looking for a foul and you're racking up all these fouls. So then Edwards, I mean, very athletic young player, um, improving right before our eyes. Um, number two pick just a few years ago. And so, number two or number three, I'm sorry, because why I think Wiseman, somewhere up in there, but top three pick, but, mm, but they, they, they should, they, they should have a solid season, I will, but it's going to come down to playoffs. I mean, they got to decide with those closing lineups, what are they going to do with Gobert if teams go small? I mean, because now you got him and Towns out there. I mean, on a switch, that's not, that's not a good mix for, for success. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but, and, and Gobert still has his flaws. And then if he can't, he can't punish teams, if he can't punish teams on the other end by having a consistent jump hook or go-to move, then you just, you just gonna get the same thing. I mean, and you at, at, a, at that point in the game, you can't, you can't trade twos for threes. You have to trade threes for made threes for threes. So um, it's going to be interesting. I got. I mean, they seem to have a plan and what they want to do. They want to. They, they feel like going big and and putting a very good defensive player in there um, can change some things and possibly could. Maybe maybe they did give up. There's too many points in the paint last year or just I mean this should elevate their, their defensive rating if, if nothing else and I'm not saying they're going to be championship contenders but this should consistently get them in the playoffs get them and maybe even get them um, above those play-in spots but uh, yeah Goldberg being traded uh, the rumors were out there so it was but it was somewhat shocked, especially for what uh, what they got, what they what Minnesota gave up for them, all they gave up, and now that 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 they're setting the market at up. I mean, our general managers, you hear it, but are they saying, "Well, Gobert got there, we got Gobert." Minnesota gave up this to get Gobert, and then they're saying Ainge is trying to get a similar haul for Donovan Mitchell. So that means, I mean, Durant's better than both of them, better than both of them, an all-time great. So how much you got to give up for him? So this is um, <laughs> that that transaction really flipped the market on his head. But those GMs, those teams, will figure it out. I'll just be in a rack and see how it see how it all develops. Uh, other news is really yeah, there, there was one of one of the trade um, ended up going down and right at the um, right before free agency. The Spurs traded the John the John Tay Murray to the Hawks, so. They, um, the Hawks did some movement. They they, they moved Herder. Uh, didn't move Collins. We'll see if, if, if that happens. But 
they bought another ball handler alongside Trey Young. So uh, Murray's a little longer. I think about six three, six four. Um, maybe we can get them, give them some better defense, perimeter defense. So uh, and everybody wants to thinks Trey Young should play out the ball more, move move without the ball. Do I mean if he's gonna take Steph Curry's shots, why not make Steph Curry moves um, without the ball and just just make it easier for yourself? Because Miami really. I mean, they really clamped down on him. He had a terrible shooting outing that whole series. And then he was just pretty much ineffective. I mean, Miami just, I mean, I think they end up, they end up, yeah, they end up winning the game, but so they did at least address that. So, um, Jante Murray, not a great shooter, but a very good player. Um, made the all-star team last year. Uh, can get steals. Um, more like a triple-double threat, um, slasher. I mean, pretty athletic. Don't go on you. He um, <laughs> somewhat dunked on Paolo Bancaro in that. <laughs> I think it was a Drew League game. And <laughs> had some words to um, send Bancaro's way afterwards. So he's, he's athletic enough. So it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see how they mesh. Um, if Trey Young's going to do what? Everyone suggests he would do. People on my level, people on the highest level as far as um, analysis come off the ball. Is, is he going to move without the ball and do more of that now because he has another capable ball handler, handler and creator on his team? It would only make sense. I mean, the, the, the purpose of playing a lot of times is sometimes, yeah, you, you want to sh- shake and bake and create your own shot but sometimes make it easier on yourself and get up get an easier shot give up the ball move cut get um let 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 somebody else create for you and create for others and uh improve on defense or give more effort I know I know he's small but you gotta you gotta commit better on defense unless you get caught in a switch where unless he gets caught caught in a switch where it's just a definite, definite mismatch, but got to put forth some more effort on the defensive end if the if they're going to keep the Hawks um, relevant in the playoffs and among the best in the East. Uh, now, as far as one of the, I think one of the best. adjustments um, as far as retooling. I feel like Boston made a, a good move by trading for Malcolm Brogdon from Indiana, but the whole question, issue with him is his health. He's, he's been uh, in and out of the lineup and injured a lot. But I mean, <laughs> people forget this, but he was the rookie of the year over over and beat and beat and missed so many games. It's been some years, but Brogdon kind of became the de facto rookie of the year. And he did have he did have a solid season obviously that year. So um, getting him to if for for Boston, I think their major issue was obviously turnovers. Tatum setting the record in the playoffs and all those turnovers. Um, another player, he's not LeBron James. We don't. I mean, I like I like the spin move he pulled out a few times in the finals, but 
we don't need him facilitating. I need mean, to score, put him in the right spots. So, um, maybe Brogdon can help with that. I know they have Smart. Um, the Smart's their emotional leader, but sometimes he he did silly stuff or took irresponsible shots a lot of times. So um, Brogdon is more of a pure point. Um, even though there's pure point guard is lacking of how it used to be labeled. Now you want your point guard to be able to be an offensive threat. And Brogdon can be that, but I think maybe just to, maybe he can be someone to get everyone in the right spots. Um, something maybe smart just can't do or shouldn't do as much. And get Brown and Tatum in the right spots. I mean, every everybody does, there's nothing wrong with not being LeBron James and just being if, if you're a scorer, you're just a scorer. You're not a scorer slash facilitator. You're just a scorer. Get those, <laughs> y'all get down court. I'll bring it up and we'll, we'll work it in the half court. Get I'm gonna get you your best shot. So I think that was a key pickup for them. Hopefully he stays healthy as far as their fan base. They, and they got Gallinari too. Um, older player, veteran, but that helps with the with that bench, um, that bench became so thin in the finals. So um, definitely can depend on Gallinari to make make outside shots and just just know how to play play the right way and um, a good supporting player. So I like those moves they made, um, even though they got the finals. And sometimes you may hear people may say it's not much we need to do, but. You didn't win the finals. Even if you win the finals, you still want to retool to an extent. Just you always want to keep striving to get better in in your weaker areas. And I feel like they did that if they if they keep that team and keep that team intact and um, with those guys coming back and health is on their side. And uh, there's really body. I mean, you have other pondering questions out there. <laughs> Obviously, with the Lakers, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to, I mean, Westbrook opted in. Uh, they say him, LeBron, and Anthony Davis are trying to figure out their relationship and get on one accord with Darvin Ham. Uh, it went really bad last year. Last year, I didn't expect it to go that bad. It went it went bad. I know Davis was hurt a lot. LeBron missed games. Um, Westbrook wasn't. It wasn't great, but it wasn't help winning. Uh, didn't didn't help with wins. Um, they didn't even win. I think back to back games until the final two games of the season. So um, and just something you didn't expect from that team, even though they were older. You expect them to be, I mean, at least be above the playing. But injuries set in. But even with LeBron and Westbrook, their most time they still. I mean, I know they didn't have a lot of shooting, but I mean, will they run it back? I mean, it's looking that way unless a trade is made because, I mean, Westbrook opted in. So, I mean, unless they sit him and then they decide to, it's just going bad and they, he just, they, they buy him out. But, uh, and it just seemed like he doesn't have many people looking to see him value in what he does. I mean, as a, as an older, very athletic player, but he's older, um, not finishing at the rim as well as he used to. Um, definitely 
shooting worse on the field um, or just as bad. Three-point is still not falling, so it's kind of um, needs to improve in those areas if he's going to keep his basketball career in the NBA going because it's not it's not much of a market out there out there for him. I mean, a lot of experienced teams or championship-inspiring teams don't see the need for him, and then the younger teams they're like, well. We have a point guard. We don't want you to get in the way of the point guard. Our point guard's development. So kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um don't get paid this well, paid very well this season. That's that's good, but um but but they'll figure it out and we'll see if he's uh there when training camp begins or past the trade deadline or however they work it out, but uh Interesting, always newsworthy stuff in, in, in LA. But, uh, oh, as far as, yeah, one thing as far as I was glad to see rule change next year. So the take file is being, has been addressed. Just like, I think before, before this year, the Foul hunting was addressed on offense by players like James Harden, Trey Young, DeRozan, um, playing to get fouled. Now, the take foul. So, team, one team, for example, one team has a chance to move it up quickly and transition with an advantage. Three on one break, three on two break, whatever. Uh, Teams were taking that foul in the backcourt just to stop transition. It's going to be a penalty now. One free throw and the ball. So with that also, that means that can end up being a three-point possession, four-point possession, and even crazy, maybe even a five-point possession. And if he gets even crazy, it could, could pile up even more because you take the foul, Guy gets a free throw, he makes it. Somebody makes a basket, gets fouled. Makes a basket, that's three points. Three point possession. Basket foul, four points. Three pointer foul, five points. So I like that. Um, be to open back the game up. Um, hopefully see more people get dunked on in transition. That's always good. When you have so many threes going up, sometimes it can get kind of the game can get kind of redundant watching it with um, just constant screen and rolls and dribble handoffs, but you got to change the possession. You can't take that foul. Somebody's getting dunked on or we're getting hoppers in the shots at the other end. On the other end, we're getting, keep keeping that pace going, that flow going and not um, just taking a foul because we don't have the advantage or I don't feel like getting back or, oh, I'm upset, so. I'm going to foul somebody. No, it's going to be a penalty. That's a good move by the NBA. And uh, next thing, Draymond Green making a lot of comments. Um, says he wants wants the max. Um, even though he's about what 34, I think. Have you got it already? Is that right? That might not be right. 32, 30, somewhere up in there. No, no, he's, yeah, because he's yeah somewhere up in there. Because he's, he's got to be younger than Durant. But he did play in college for a while, so 
yeah, somewhere in the ballpark, 31, 32. Uh, once the Max, um, not putting up great numbers, he helped get another championship. But um, it feels like, oh, um, I'll quote him as best as I can, but I got y'all another championship, so I deserve backup truck, money truck. Well, Draymond, correct me, I love it. You helped Golden State, help Seth, Steph Curry when Durant was there, Clay, and Clay Thompson. You helped them win a championship. <laughs> you didn't lead them or <laughs> to a championship. You got got to got to get that wording right. And um, they deserve to get paid, but I mean, it's going to put. Golden State well over the luxury tax. Maybe they'll just pay it. But they do have some some young guys who are looking to, looking to play eventually to show what they can do. Um, and Draymond's he's regressed more than um, progressed or gotten better at certain things. I mean, he's not he's not shooting very well out there. And sometimes he's yeah he makes the offense go. But obviously you can't look at the stat sheet. He's playing good defense, getting everybody in the right places. I mean, he's a, he's great at getting Curry the ball and waiting to Curry moves here or there to give him the ball for an open shot. So he's great as far as that. But um, when it comes to offense or when somebody's out and it's him and one other guy, he, he just can't help you. I mean, he may, may make a shot here and there, but he's a huge offensive liability. So um, I think that's going to go against him a little bit. But um, whatever he gets, he gets so well. But what I really want to speak about Draymond is about when he was saying he was watching the finals between the Bulls and the Jazz. He said, based off of what he saw, the two teams, basically they beat Utah by 40, so that means they beat Chicago by a dub or 20. Okay, now, dude, I mean, I'm talking about Michael Jordan here. <laughs> yeah, he was older, but that team played some really good defense. Different era of basketball, yes, but still Michael Jordan, still got, still got Pippen, uh, coach, Steve Kerr making shots, and then, uh, but... If, if you're going to point out teams, why don't you just bring the 2016 team to the table and, and match them up against the 95-96 Bulls? Golden State 73 wins, Chicago 72 wins, and the title. You got even more, more of a prime Jordan, prime Pippen, because in 98, yeah, he was he hurt his back. So that team was old. That team was old and on their way out. Don't bring that team. Bring when you, game seven, you, before y'all choked down that 3-1 lead, you put up 32, 15, and 9, shot 11 of 15 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3, had the best game by far. And like Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry let you down, but you were balling. Bring that team to the table against the 95-96 Bulls. Because remember, you said 
you told Durant, we don't need you. After you reportedly, after, after that 2016 loss, called him from the parking lot or wherever, and y'all met, you and the team met with him because y'all needed him to beat LeBron. But then you go and say, we don't need him. So don't say the 2017 team with Durant would beat the 98 Bulls by a dub when there's when that's not the Bulls team at their at their peak of their highest strength. At least as for the 95-96 team, or just stick by we don't we don't need Durant. So take your 73 win team and come play the 72 win Bulls. So I mean, <laughs> I mean and if if you guys I, I don't know how you would, how you would find you have to go just look uh, in the ESPN archives. It's not that old. Or on on your podcast, you subscribe to PTI. Don't listen to what Will Bond said after Draymond made these comments. He's he said P, <laughs> he pretty much almost went off. I know you wanted to say some things on there he couldn't say, but <laughs> he was basically saying y'all better wake up and realize who Jordan was and who these bulls how these Bulls teams operated. Now, I know Draymond's not saying that they're not great, but I mean, it was just a little disrespectful. And you bring, you gonna bring a guy to the party who you said y'all didn't need when y'all didn't need him. So, um, Draymond Green always, always keeps us talking about something, debating something. Um, <laughs> laughing about something but he has his own podcast he's doing well much love to him but if he if he hears that that's my point those are my thoughts on um, that and lastly I'm gonna get back to um, Bill Russell news uh, like I said passed on July 31st and uh, I think it was 88 if I'm not mistaken 88 years old, so he lived. He definitely lived his. He definitely lived his life, um, and I mean, accomplished so much. 11 titles. Yeah, I was correct. 88. 11 time NBA champion. One of one back to back as a player coach. Yeah, it wasn't that many teams in the league at the time, but. I mean, they dominated. He had to go through some. I mean, he had to go through Will Chamberlain almost every time. So people can't say he was just playing against firemen and plumbers and that ridiculous stuff. Yeah, maybe the game obviously wasn't progressed to where it was, and you didn't have as many African Americans playing, and you didn't have people from other countries playing. But at the time, he dominated. And one one stat I was impressed that Russell um, had on his jacket to his name was that in winner-take-all games, he was 21 and over. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's very impressive. Um, and I mean, just as much winning as he did, one in, one in college, one at all levels, um, one as far as um, civil rights, I mean, sitting on platforms with Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, just trying to get get rights 
for help get things right and better for African Americans. So he he did things on the social side as well. He, I mean, he impacted that that arena and also became the first black coach in any league. And now he's um the second player who who will have his jersey retired. His number six will be retired league wide alongside first one was Jackie Robinson, number 42 for baseball. And the NHL retired Wayne Gretzky's 99 league wide. And um can't 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 argue with that um what he what he did for the league um being a pioneer I mean with integration and all he went through and I mean in Boston and I mean hearing being called all kind of names I mean and the worst name the n-word um and then even worse than that someone came and defecated on his bed like that, that's just sickening I mean just a Whoever did that was just just a sickening human being, and I just um, honestly, I, I feel I feel bad for them as as foul as they were. If that if that person's still alive or whoever did that, that's just that's just um, just so it's un- unforgivable. Just 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 foul to the high to the highest link, but. Greatest link, just, just wrong. But he endured, endured so much. Um, they named the Finals MVP after him, and just he impacted the game so much. And he was, he was um, great, great for the game, and lived his life, and still had that good sense of humorism. As an older guy, you would see in some clips. And so um, they ret- decided to retire his number six jersey. And everybody who wears it can still, because I was thinking, like, oh, the, I mean, LeBron may change it, but he wears number six now. And you have other role players like Caruso, I think Porzingis I saw wears it as well. But um, the number will no longer be available. And uh, I, just, I just prayed it. I mean, Boston still has issues. Those, those fans have a change of heart, and um, they 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 learn to love. Cause you can heard this. You can if people can learn to hate, they can learn to love. I heard this by this older um, African American woman in this video at church not too long ago. I can't remember recall her name, but it's a very profound statement she made. And uh, yeah, those people up. People in Boston, in the area, just hope they can learn to do that and let go of some of that old hate and deep-rooted racism. Um, just stop passing that to the next generation, because um, it's it just it would just make the world a better place. It's, it's definitely wishful thinking, but I just hope more people change and. People stop in that area, stop disrespecting NBA players or however they're attacking Kyrie Irving or visiting players, all the stuff they say they hear and out in Utah. I mean, that stuff just has to stop. But um, never got to see Bill Russell play, but definitely 
much respect for his accomplishments. If he played today, he'd be like a, I always think of him of being like a, a better Ben Wallace. I mean, he could, he can, he can get up and down the court. I mean, he, he incorporated that one strategy against the Lakers one time where he just beat Will Chamberlain down the court. He said, "We're gonna, we're gonna run him." In so many words, and there, there, there's video of it, and he, he blocked shots. I mean, one of the best rebounders ever. So. I see him being like a better version of Ben Wallace. I don't know if that's um, maybe a more graceful Matumbo or Alonzo Mourning, but he'd be, he'd be something like that, but, but better. Still an all-time great. His, his talent would um, transcend his era, can be put in any era of basketball. He would, his abilities would be maximized. Not yet, yeah, not a great score, but Definitely one of your best defensive players and rebounders. And uh, yeah, so. But that's um, yes, yeah, so that that was that was great to hear as far as keeping Bill Russell's legacy alive. Um, but folks, this is that's it. That's really all I have to say. I know it's been a little while, but glad to be able to get back on the platform before you and let you know my thoughts um, on the All Basketball Podcast. Remember, you can find on any of your podcast platforms, also on YouTube with a simple search of All Basketball Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. This has been another edition, another volume of Just My Thoughts, Just What I've Been Thinking, or and Just My Opinion. But until next time, peace and be blessed in Jesus' name.